Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another uh, episode. I'm going to try and do this one in the car, even though this will be like a legit episode, by which I mean most of the car shows end up on uh, Patreon. Did you know this show has a Patreon? I, I've been thinking that maybe you didn't know, because um, the response would indicate that maybe nobody knows. Yeah, that's one possible answer for why it is the way it is. <laughs> you know, one, one possible reason that things are pathetic is because uh, nobody knows they exist. Just throwing it out there. I'm behind a, uh, similar to my car, like a 2000 Toyota Corolla. I think right before pandemic, I was like, you know, we should have like a, a 20th anniversary for these cars somewhere. Because I was like, there's got to be a fair number of them still on the road. It's kind of amazing when you get down to it. There's just like certain cars that seem like they just refuse to die. I would say the 2000 Corolla. I think there's like a probably 2000 to 2005. There's like a Honda CRV that you see a lot of still cruising. I think it's gone now, but there was like a, a sometime in the 90s Saturn that just seemed to, like, refuse to die. You know, it was like, fuck you, I'm going to make it. Um, gosh, sorry. I had something to talk about, and then I completely spaced what I was going to mention. It's been, it's been a, oh, I, yeah, now I know. Because it was, um, okay. The building I work in, <laughs> Uh, is like right next to a school and it's a, a charter school. So that means I'm not going to get into it. It's dumb. It's a dumb system that basically lets people use tax money for what's kind of a private school. Um, but not really, but is. So it's, it's kind of best of both worlds. You know, you get to, you get to have a cheap private school. I don't even know how they like decide who gets to go there and who doesn't. That seems like a mystery to me, um, you know, especially in an era where it's like, well, I mean, you can't, yeah, if this was the 1950s, I'd be like, I think I know how they do it. <laughs> They're like, well, here's a, uh, here's a paint wheel of colors that we've got at Home Depot. And if you're not on this end of it, <laughs> you're probably not getting in, but I don't know how it's worked today. But anyway. Um, one of the things at the charter school is they don't have like a school bus that like takes kids home. And then, you know, in the one bit of tiny bit of fairness that I'll give to the school, the school is located in kind of a shitty area. Not, it's not like gang violence dangerous or something. It's just like, it's not like in a neighborhood or something, you know? So like walking home from this school isn't exactly like the best. Uh, but. The way this school works and the way many other schools like it work, because uh, I worked with a lady whose son went to one of these schools, right? And I was like, can you clarify for me how this works? Um, so what happens is every day, starting about an hour before the school lets out, uh, parents start lining up in cars. And they just form this gigantic line um, that stretches way down the street. And they're just in single file, usually just sitting there with their car running for an hour. Um, and then you inch up the line once school lets out. And they have to, like, they use some kind of app or something to verify that you're, like, allowed to pick up the kid that you came to pick up. You know, and, like, the kid doesn't even leave the school until, you know, you come up or whatever. So I'm like, so not only do the parents have to, like, wait in their cars in this big line. But also, uh, you have to, like, drive through the entire line. It's not like the students get out and then they're just like, I don't know, just walk down the fucking line of cars till you see your, your parents' car. You know what I mean? Like, they can't even go that far. I mean, it's kind of funny when you consider, like, it seems like the more dangerous place for kids to be these days is in the school. That seems like uh, an area they're way more likely to be injured and killed than uh, just outside the school. Once they were outside, I would be like, let my kid out when school's over, man. 
Like, you know, the less time they spend there, the better. Seems safer. But that's that's probably like hack comedian material at this point. So let's just move on. I just, here's what I don't get about it. I just don't get how people have time for this shit. Because this happens at like three o'clock is when school gets out, I think. So they're like lined up at, you know, two o'clock to three o'clock. And then if you line up at three o'clock, you're probably there till 345 at least. So it's like, all right, so you got to leave work at 245. You pick up your kid at 345. You're not going back to, you know, you take your kid home and it's four and then you go back. It's 415 and you work till five. Nobody's doing that. Right. So everybody's just going home. So I'm just like, what are the jobs that people have? I don't understand the jobs that people have that it's like, well, I'm done working every day at three. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And like, I understand some people have those jobs and many people maybe. But here's the other thing. It's not like these folks are all like, well, I start work at 7 a.m. Because it's like, well, no, because you drop your kids off at school. And that happens at like 8 or something. So I'm like, so you're definitely not getting there till like 8.15. And then you're not getting out of there, you know, after 3. How does this work? I don't know how this works. Maybe some places are just like, eh, fuck it. You know what I mean? That's just what we do. But uh, I would be pissed if I worked somewhere, I guess, where I was like, so the other employees get to leave to get their kids out of school. Can I just leave? I mean, you'd have to just let everybody leave, right? If everybody gets to leave at three, I'd be like, all right, that'll work for me. That'll be just fine. But I don't know. I'm like, there's so many places like where you can't leave at three. I don't understand. Maybe this is like part of the charter school thing. Your kids only really end up going to charter school if you're the kind of person who has the job where you can leave at three o'clock. Um, or your spouse has the kind of job where they can leave at three o'clock. You know, I'm not, of course, I'm not discounting that possibility. Um, but what, here's what I really don't get about it. Like, all these things are beside the point, right? Because that's like, eh, everybody's got to work that out on an individual basis. I think in, in my mind, I'm just sort of like, how did pandemic shutdowns not kill this practice? Because I would have thought, you know, of, I, I, I know parents were like, oh, get the kids back in schools and like do all this shit. But I kind of would have thought like if you had even just two or three months because they probably had like March whatever through whatever uh, 2020 where their kids were not in school. And so it's like, man, if you went those three months and then you went the entire summer and you're like, I'm not going to lie, not having to sit in my fucking car on the side of this dumb road uh, near these boring office buildings and like just be here for an hour a day. Um, not having to do that every day was pretty awesome. There's got to be a better way, right? And it just seems like so many of them are like one kid to one car. And I'm like, you guys can't like carpool even? Like you can't even just, I don't know, divide it up a little? But I, I guess for me, it would have killed it. But then sometimes I think like, well... I think some people might relish the opportunity. In other words, they're like, I'm sitting in the car by myself for an hour and like, I just, I can just like fuck around on my phone. I'm not really doing anything. No one expects anything of me. And like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, uh, exonerated from having to do anything else. Cause it's like, well, I got to pick up the kids from school. Like, what else am I going to do? So I do wonder sometimes if like if some very harried individuals are like, actually, this is pretty great for me. You know, this is like my chill out time that I enjoy. I en I'm kind of happy that this exists. I've carved a little an hour out of my day where I'm sort of trapped somewhere. And I, I get I sort of get that like. 
you know, I've done things like that in my past where I'm like, well, uh, you know, when I used to write in coffee shops, for example, I would drive to Fort Collins and write in a coffee shop there, A, because I liked it there, but B, because I was like, you know, if you drive 45 minutes and then you're sitting writing somewhere, it's way, it's way harder to leave after only working for 45 minutes, right? Because you're like, 90 minutes total driving, I should work at least that long. So then, uh, you know, it kind of like justifies the, uh, the time. The time in is kind of justified by the, the writing time. It, and, you know, like just having gone that far from home, you're like, okay, this like gives me just a little barrier. It's not as easy as like, well, I'm a five minute walk from home, so I can just go home. So I'm sort of familiar with the idea of trapping yourself in order to like give yourself time to do something that may be hard to do otherwise, or like might be hard to do with a block of time. And, and you know, like when you're sitting in the school line, I guess it's just like, whatever, like you're not, you could probably do whatever the fuck you are, right? I mean, maybe people are working. For all I know, they're all on their phones. So it's like, well, maybe they are like in a a Microsoft Teams meeting that whole time. I don't know. I doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. I also, you know, in my, the dark side of me, like the technology hating side is like, I don't think this, this lineup would exist if it wasn't for the smartphone. Because it's like, if we didn't have access to internet and, like, could just do kind of whatever, I don't know if people would, like, consent to sit in this line for this long, this often. You know? That just seems like something they'd be like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I am so bored. Whatever. And it's like, well, it's it's not boring because I can... When you have the entire internet at your fingertips, it's, nothing is that boring, I guess. But I don't know. I just, it, I look at it and I just would hate it and I don't understand it. And I, I would like to have someone explain it. Maybe that's the next interview I have on this show. I'll walk up and down the row of cars and be like, how do you tolerate this? Like, is this horrible to you or are you like just fine with this? Is this cool? There's a, a new building here called 55 Resort. It's like a apartment building for 55 plus people. Master Flex and I have been like trying to think of ways to get into like a 55 plus community because you know we're both like yeah, you know we're not party animals we don't really do anything I think we've been in bed before nine o'clock every day this week and like you know we don't have like a, a loud obnoxious car um, we could take good care of the the lawn if that's what we have to do that would be the hardest thing for me because I'd be like, well, I will take care of it, but I will not care about it. If that's, if this is an acceptable middle ground for us, like I'll do it, but I won't like it. If you can deal with that, then we're good. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just weird to see that line of cars every day and just wonder about all the people, all the stories, all the people in those cars and be like, what are they doing? What in the world are they doing? I'm downtown, and I see there's a John Wick 4. I didn't know that... I knew there was more than one John Wick, but I didn't know it was all the way up to 4. I haven't even seen one. I'd like to. I just... I don't know. It's probably just never been streaming anywhere that I had access to, so I've never seen it. And I bet I, I, bet I would enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Somehow, that's like a whole genre of movies that I've missed out on. Like, I haven't seen any of the Liam Neeson, you know, kicking everybody's ass movies when Liam Neeson had his sort of, like, ass-kicking renaissance. I just, I don't know. Somehow, those all skipped by me. I never saw, like, Sicario. I've never seen A Walk Among the Tombstones. (laughs) Even though, amazing title. That is a 10 out of 10 for titles. You know, oh, take an old walk among the tombstones, if you know what I mean. And I'm like, mm, I think I do. And then I think about it more and I'm like, actually, I have no fucking idea what that means. A walk among the tombstones? Other than like literally, 
you know, we're walking around in a graveyard. I have no fucking idea what that means. But anyway, that does, uh, in a roundabout way, kind of get me around to what I wanted to talk about, which is uh, writing in a coffee shop. It was, uh, you know, that was another thing that I was like, well, certainly for a while, pandemic killed that one, right? Like, who's going to go out and write in a coffee shop when you can't even be inside of a place? Obviously, <laughs> that was a victim of pandemic, but, you know, probably one that most people didn't really miss. Um, but I think what I find obnoxious about the topic in general is, like, it seems like there's basically one school of thought about it, which is, like, oh, look at me, I'm writing in a coffee shop. Like, people do it for attention, not because it's, like, a good environment to get work done. And this came up for me again on, you know, Twitter, the greatest place in the world. Um, because someone was tweeting about, like... I'm a writer and I can't get anything done in a coffee shop. Like, this is just for show, right? And I was like, well, no. Um, and like, I, I pretty definitively say no to that and push back against it because, for one thing, like, uh, it's not just for show because for a lot of folks, myself included at one time, it's no longer true anymore. And I'm really happy about that. But, um, at one time, it was like the apartment I lived in sucked, and my neighbors were really fucking loud, and, uh, y you know, being in a coffee shop was like less noise than being at home, for real. Like, you know, being in a coffee shop was like uh, restful and peaceful compared to being at home. There was other stuff going on. There was people there, they, you know, they were doing their thing. But it wasn't like, I mean, these were like 20-year-olds who, all right, I'll be cruel for a minute. This was like a 20-year-old couple who had what I assume was an accidental baby because they did not seem, they did not seem ready to be parents. Um, it's kind of like, okay, Poonmaster Flex introduced me to the show Teen Mom. So I've seen some teen mom at this point, and I was like, okay, most of the behaviors that most of the teen moms exhibit, I'm like, well, the problem isn't the behaviors. Because I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're 17 and doing this nonsense where you're like with a, a guy who kind of sucks, and like your whole family is like, will you please stop dating this guy? But also it's like, you're 17, so... When your dad is like, will you stop dating this guy? It's like, you're trying to ruin my life, you know? Um, but the thing about, so you're watching Teen Mom and you're like, I mean, the problem is that this is mom. This is now the person who's responsible for another human life. And they really shouldn't. You can't do the same things that are like kind of not great but also not unexpected for a 17 year old that shit's kind of like fine but then when you become mom it's like well you sort of have to grow up and try and do you know more like what a mom would do i'm not saying like oh you can't have a fun haircut or some shit like that i'm saying like you know doing doing uh silly boyfriend nonsense or silly like hookup nonsense with your baby daddy or whatever like this is it this is not great um but anyway <laughs> so you know the problem's being mom right i don't know how i got onto that damn it teen moms the problem is not being a teenager it's being a mom you can't make those decisions Pandemic. Writing in a coffee shop. I thought it would go away during a pandemic, but it didn't. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So my upstairs neighbors had what I'm pretty sure was an accident baby because the life they were living was a life that I was like, you know, if you're like, yeah, you're like 19 um, and you're living in an apartment with your girlfriend and, you know, you're staying up till oftentimes I would come home and the guy who lived there and his goofball buddy were, like, sitting on the steps uh, drinking beers. 
And oftentimes the two of them would wrestle, literally wrestle upstairs. And like, you know, one, one time I went up and was just like, Hey, could you guys like, uh, not wrestle? Cause I mean, this was at like one in the morning and you know, so you go up there and you're just like, can you not wrestle? And I have discovered through my life living in apartments, I don't know what it is about human nature. I don't know if it's like the same thing where people just fucking hate being told what to do. They just hate it. Even if what you're asking is totally reasonable, and even if you ask in the nicest, most respectful possible way, when you go up to someone's apartment at one in the morning and say, hey, it's like really loud up here. Could you guys like just take it easy on the floor? You get this attitude of like, what the fuck? Or like, I had a neighbor when I lived in the studios who... Most of my time there was really good, but I did have one neighbor who liked playing kind of loud music. And I went over there one time also at one in the morning and was like, could you just turn down the music? Or like, could you just turn down the bass on the music? That would be great. And he was like, I'm not even playing music. And I was like, you 100% are because there was nobody on the other side of me. Um, no one below me really. And then I, I knew it was him, you know, and he'd done it before and I had just gone through it or whatever. And this time I was just like, okay, this is a little loud. It's a little late. I'm just going to go over and be like, would you mind turning it down a bit? And, you know, he just gave me this attitude, like, what the fuck? But here's what's stupid about it. Like people give you shit for going over and you're like, could you turn the music down? And he's like, we're not doing music. Or the wrestling guys were like, oh, we're, we're just wrestling around, you know, it's not a big deal. And it's like, oh, he probably can't even hear it. Why would I be there if I can't hear it? How would I know? How would I have magically known to come over to your apartment unless I could hear the music or hear the wrestling? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you think happened that I just guessed that you were playing music? I just had a, an inkling that you were enjoying music. And so I came over to like ruin your good time. Or is it likely like, you know what? He probably did hear it. And to be honest, I wouldn't go over if it wasn't fucking one in the morning. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go over. And like every time I've gone over to a neighbor the first time, I've been super nice because I'm like, you know what? They might not know. They might not know how loud that activity is for their neighbor. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they may have no idea because for, you know, they've been in this apartment. I've been in this apartment a long time. It's mostly been quiet. And so I'm like, well, they might assume like, yeah, you can't hear anything. So I try to be super nice. And then they treat you like, what the fuck? Like, why are you trying to be the destroyer of fun or something? I, I just never understood that. Like, I think if somebody came over to my apartment and I was playing music and they were like, and it was one in the morning and they're like, could you turn the music down? I would be like, yes, I'm really sorry. Because what else is there to say? You know, like, oh, I was playing music. And, you know, the threshold for 1 a.m. music is, has got to be different, everybody, than the threshold for, you know, 11 a.m. music. Right? It's just like, it's fair it's fair to have a, a lower noise threshold at one in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, like on that, on that same token, like if someone came to me and was like, listen, you're making kind of a lot of noise and it's 11 a.m. And I understand that. But um, I work nights. So if you could keep it quieter, you know, at these times, I would really appreciate it. And I would be like, cool. Yeah, I could do that. Because the thing is, it's not like it's not like I was going over to somebody's house to be like, you know, you're using power tools to like, uh, I don't know, build a piece of furniture, and I find that loud. It's like, well, you're doing an activity that you could do with headphones. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't need to do this this way. You could do it in a way that doesn't bother your neighbors. But whatever, it's fine. Accidental baby neighbors, though, I mean, so there were multiple wrestling incidents. 
Um, oh, there was one other time I went up to the same apartment. It was after these super loud neighbors had moved out. And I was like, thank fuck. But uh, a family moved in upstairs. It was like a mom and a few kids. And one, one night I went up again because it was so loud up there. And I didn't know what was going on. I mean, this was loud to the point where I was like, is the mom even there? Like, what is happening? I go up and it was grandma was babysitting. And so I knocked on the door and I was like, hey, I just was hoping that you could take it a little easy on the floor. I'm your downstairs neighbor or whatever. And the lady was like, oh, they're just wrestling up here. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's really loud downstairs. And she was like, well, they're they're just wrestling around, you know? And I was like, what the fuck? What's the, what is the communications breakdown here? It's, it's not that I came up here cause I was like, oh, as long as this is a sanctioned activity, that's fine. I came up here to complain about the excessive noise. Okay. I'm that guy. Just accept it. But you know, I, I wish there was like some kind of Sometimes I wish there was just like different rules for living in an apartment that we could just all agree. You know what I mean? Like when you live in an apartment, no wrestling. <laughs> you know how your mom was like, uh, no wrestling in the house. Can we just like maintain if you live in an apartment, if you share a floor or a ceiling or a wall, we could just kind of do the same thing. You know, if, if you live in an apartment, could we do like, uh, you know, Get nice headphones instead of a stereo. How about how about just like no stereos in here that just play out to the world? I mean, I don't know. I just, I, blah. Anyway, the result of this was like, uh, being, working at home, like writing at home was not easy or pleasant because it was so loud. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes I would, there was a Starbucks that was like two minute walk from there. And oftentimes I would walk there. And then on the weekends I would drive to Fort Collins or whatever and work there. Or like I would go to another coffee shop further afield and go work there. You know what I mean? And that was like a pretty common activity for me. Um, but no, I, I didn't do it because I was like, I want someone to ask me what I'm doing and then I can tell them about my great American novel or something. It was like, actually, the space is easier for me to work in than uh, uh, other spots. And, you know, another thing is that most coffee shops have Wi-Fi. So you can have, uh, you can pretty much bank on it. Whereas, like, when I went to, I would go to the university library, right? So one thing about my life as a librarian was like, I couldn't really go to the public library anymore because it was like, well, I'm going to know somebody working. We're going to chat. It's not that I don't like everybody. It's that I'm like, you know, I got, I have like shit that I'm trying to get done. I don't need to have like a, a 10 minute chat with somebody else. You know what I mean, it's like no offense to anybody, but, uh, Getting this done and chatting with somebody, those are like not congruous activities. That's not, the, I can't do both. But anyway, um, you'd go to the university library. I did that as an alternative sometimes, but there's no internet connection that I could get because they were like, you're not a student. You're not a, a faculty here. So you know, of course you can't be on the internet on a Saturday in the deserted library. That would be fucking insane. I think most universities have probably changed since then. This was probably a good 15 years ago at this point. But, you know, that, that always bothered me because I was like, what the fuck, man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish, like, if they would have called me in that time to, like, ask for money the way colleges do. I wish I would have had the, like... Uh, thought in my head to be like, how about this? I will pay you some money. Can I have Wi-Fi access in the library? Oh, you can't offer that to me? Okay, well then, no. Then you can't have any money. I would like to exchange goods and services with money, not just give you money. How about that? 
<laughs> anyway, salty about that one. I'm a little salty about it. But so like a coffee shop was a good place to go. You could basically rely on them having Wi-Fi. Uh, there was usually a bathroom. Uh, it was usually a pretty chill environment. Like there usually wasn't a ton going on. Every once in a while, there was some dope who brought a guitar, which that I felt I felt differently about than, you know, writing. But here's the thing. And like, I did, I do and did feel a little hypocritical about that at times because I was like, well, yeah, what's the difference? Someone's playing a guitar, uh, someone's writing. But I'm like, you know, me sitting there writing doesn't bother anybody. You know what I mean? Like, they might be bothered because they look at me and they're like, look at this attention-seeking fuckhead. But it's, they could just turn their chair 45 degrees and not have to look or at me or think that. You know what I mean? Like, they just have to not look. With uh, someone playing the guitar, you're like, well, as much as I like the opening riff of Smoke on the Water and appreciate, and, you know, I do feel you're coming along. I don't know a lot about guitar playing, but it seems like you're successing. Uh, as much as I hold those feelings in my heart, like, eh, you know, um, I don't know, maybe maybe an, an auditory thing is not as cool. Um, you know, maybe like something that everyone has to be, hear and be subjected to is not the same as me writing something down on a piece of paper or tapping on a keyboard because that's, you know, a whole other thing. And it did, it did kind of like spare writers a little bit because I think that, uh, once the, once the internet comes around, right. And it's like, everybody, you might be doing a class, you might be doing some email shit, you might be doing whatever. So it kind of gave the writing some relief, right? Because at one time it was like, well, if you're sitting there with a laptop, you're probably writing something. And now it's much more like, eh, you're probably not writing anything. But, um, so I think that's the difference though, right? Is like, I'm sitting there writing. I'm not using up any more space or making any more noise or doing anything else that anyone's not doing. Um, so that, that was a, a thing. I did, <laughs> I did have some experiences. This only happened to me in Denver. Um, I did have some experiences where coffee shops kind of had some things in place because they apparently didn't want people writing there. And I always hated that. That always annoyed the shit out of me. One time, it was, uh, it was a place called Steam, I think. Um, I think it was on Pearl Street, maybe. Um, and what they had, it was a pretty small shop. And so they had some seating, they had some tables, and they had like kind of a stand-up bar area. And like the, the one table was pretty crowded. And so I just set up a laptop on the stand-up bar area, which it faces like outwards towards a window, right? So I'm just like sitting there typing away and I'm not like looking for an outlet. I'm not, I didn't need Wi-Fi. I was just working on some stuff and I'm standing there drinking coffee, typing a thing. And the lady working there comes up and she's like, you can't uh, type there. And I was like, what do you mean? And there was a sign like way up above, so I didn't see it. Uh, but it was like, I don't know, seven feet in the air. And it was like no laptops in this area. So they had this stand up bar and they were like, we don't want people using laptops here. Um, you know, we want to have some areas that are like laptop free or something. And I was like, I kind of get what you're doing, but you know, then I looked, I was like looking around. I was like, well, there's nowhere else for me to go. Cause all the places where you can use a laptop in this place are full because people are there using their laptops. I just, it was annoying. And I was like, it's not anyone who works here's fault, but I was like, how was I supposed to know that until I had ordered something and tipped you also. And then I, I know you couldn't have known that I was going to like bust out a laptop and start working, but like, can't we just call it a draw? Can't we just say like, Hey, you know, if you want to do it this time, cause I know you bought a drink and like, whatever, um, go ahead. And then, but in the future, 
you know, this is a no, no laptop zone. And then I could be like, right on. I get it. You know, because like if I'd known that rule, then maybe when I came in there, I would have been like, oh, you know, this looks a little, little jam packed. So maybe I should just go ahead and uh, move on, go somewhere else. There was another one where um, they had a rule that was like, okay, uh, what we do is at a certain time of day, we shut off the Wi-Fi, but also you're not allowed to use a laptop anymore. And that one also confused me. And then like the guy came around and was basically telling everyone in the place that that was the rule there. Um, so, you know, in like a half hour, we are all going to have to pack it in. And he came around and told me this and I just kind of looked at him and he was like, you know, we want to have like a more social atmosphere, a conversational atmosphere and not just have everyone like buried in their laptop. And I was like, I mean, I came here by myself. Like, (laughs) I don't have any friends here and I'm not looking to make friends. And also... I'm not blaming you for the fact that I don't have friends. You know, I'm not like sitting here going like, damn it, why can't I make any friends? And even if I had been like in the laptop doing, I don't know, match.com and they were like, we want to create a social atmosphere. Maybe I would have been like, yeah, okay, maybe this is my chance, you know, but none of those things was what was happening. I just, it was weird. There was like this weird tension between coffee shops and people working on laptops, which I think is easily eliminated. Um, Pablo's, a coffee shop that I really have loved in Denver, uh, they just don't have Wi-Fi. They're like, we don't have it. So you're like, welcome to come in there and work on your laptop. And I'm sure, you know, people just tether their phones and shit these days. But like, I think that's the answer. You're just like, look, we're not going to provide the means for you to to work on your laptop and be online and shit, but like, whatever. If you do it, like, that's fine. And I think that was always my objection. I, I kind of understood, you know, I'd heard, I'd heard tell of like, oh, some people come in here and they sit here all day. You know what I mean? Someone's here for five hours and they spend $2 on coffee and... They're here for five hours typing away on their laptop or like people get into this shit. And believe me, I experienced this at the library. Like people get into this thing where they're like, that's my table. You know, it's their home office or like they're like meeting clients there. And you're like, "Eh, this isn't really appropriate. Or like, listen, you can't meet clients here and have them come here expecting that it's going to be like a private meeting or something. Um, You have to be, like, clear with them that, you know, you don't... Whatever. You're going to have to just show up and hope for the best, I guess. But I sort of get that. But also, I'm just sort of like, you know... I mean, could we try it? Could we just, like, try? Because I think I was always a nice customer. I always bought something. I always tipped. I always just, like, went and sat somewhere. I never bothered anybody. I would never be like, can I run a power cord to my computer across your table or something? I would be like, if I could sit next to power and I needed power, I would. But if I couldn't, I was just like, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? And it was just sort of, to me, it was like, the work I'm doing in this laptop is exactly what I would be doing in a notebook. And you wouldn't stop me from using a notebook. This just seems dumb. But anyway... Uh, there was like a tension there, but I think that kind of just went away eventually because I think eventually enough places were sort of like, this is like, this is like trying to fight a monsoon. You know what I mean? Trying to fight the tide. Like it's not, we're not going to win this one. And we're just like making people mad at us. And like, I don't know if you were an employee at a coffee shop and the manager was like, the rule is that uh, people can't be on their laptops. I think I would just be like, look, uh, my manager says people can't be on their laptops. Uh, he's here today, so I have to come up to you and tell you that. And like, 
if you don't get off your laptop, he's probably going to come up and hassle you. So my advice would be to just like put it away. But then if the manager wasn't there, I probably wouldn't say anything. Or I might just go up to them and say, hey, I'm obligated by my manager to tell you that laptops aren't allowed in here. And uh, just as an unrelated side note, my manager is not here today. And uh, if you were to completely ignore everything I was saying, I probably wouldn't even notice. And that would be that. I think that's probably how I would uh, handle that situation. But anyway, uh, I'm glad that coffee shops gave that up because that was I think that was dumb. I could understand if you were like, well, you know, probably what killed it uh, was the smartphone, right? As much as I hate the smartphone, I suppose I should give it some credit for killing that problem for me because like, yeah, it would be impossible to enforce that in the smartphone era, right? Like, you could tell people they can't have a laptop, but can you tell people they can't have their phone out? That seems like a, a horrible losing battle, doesn't it? So it was probably the smartphone that, you know, because then they're like, well, why can that guy be typing away on his smartphone doing the exact same thing I'm doing on a keyboard? But so one of the reasons that, you know, I did it a lot was like, because the space that I had to work in was not pleasant. You know, my home space wasn't nice. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I need a, another spot to do this kind of shit. I know people talk about this a lot, like third space or whatever. And I don't want to get that uh, high and mighty about it because it really wasn't that big a deal for me. It was just more like, I just need an occasional option that other than, you know, the options that I'm given here. I think another thing, though, is it discounts the idea. I'm like, this person must not have kids or anything or like a spouse or whatever, because like if you live with other people, um, home isn't necessarily the place you're like, yeah, I can get a lot of stuff done at home. You know what I mean? Because if you have kids, they're going to always be like asking you for something or talking to you about something and like whatever. You know, it, it's not like they're a problem, but they're they don't make it easy to get something like writing done, right? You're going to be interrupted a lot where if you go to a coffee shop, it's like, well, there's going to be some like background noise and stuff, but there's no one coming up to you being like, can you get me some juice? <laughs> um, Cause there's a whole crew of people who work there to do that. So I did kind of feel too, like the person talking about this, I was like, you know, obviously you're in a spot in life where like, you've got a, a great place to write or at least a good one that, you know, you're not going to get bothered and it's not going to be a problem for you. And I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm so, I'm delighted that your life has worked out that way. Uh, lots of people's lives don't work out that way. So I don't know, just like have, give it some thought, give some thought to your, your friends and neighbors who like don't have it so good. I think the other thing is it kind of hit this chord with me of like, because writing and running, I've experienced sort of flavors of this same, this same stew, which is like people, for some reason, people will get like a mad on if you go running, like on, they'll be like, I saw some guy running on Thanksgiving, you know, what an idiot. Or like things like that. Um, or like they'll see out running. It, people basically make you going for a run about them, which is crazy because I'm like, how is me out here on the street running about you any more than you driving down the street is about me? I, I don't think you driving on this street is about me at all. So like, why would me running on this street be about you at all? And also it's like, I'm running down the street and I'm, you know, I'm not wearing, like, I'm not shirtless. I'm not, uh, whatever. I do have, like, standards for shirtlessness now. Well, okay. If the person is below the age of, like, 20, I'm like, eh, all bets are off, because whatever. You make silly decisions. You do dumb things. You do silly things when you're that age, and, like, running shirtless is a pretty harmless one that is just, like, eh, whatever. Like, 
basically, I don't have the energy to be like, whatever. After the age of like 20, like if you're obviously 30 or 40, I'm like, eh, you need to grow up a little bit. And here's the thing, though. If the temperature is like above 85 degrees, go for it. You know what I mean? It's not how I roll, but I'm like, I get it. It's fucking hot. And if it's fucking hot, do it. But when you see you see the guy out there who's running with no shirt on, and it's obvious that he's just like, for me, this is about the opportunity to run with no shirt on because it's like 60 degrees. And the sun's not even out anymore. You know what I mean? And like, here's what I'm doing today. And you're like, okay. Because that is, that is, to an extent, sometimes... Uh, about somebody else, right? It's about people seeing you do that as opposed to just you're out there running. But that's not who I am. You know, I'm usually out there in like sweats, uh, just generic guy out there running. And I really prefer not to run on the busy roads and stuff. So, you know, for the most part, I'm not even anywhere busy. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is no way about you, right? This is not about anybody else in any fashion. Um, but I feel like there's this like vibe that when people see someone out running outdoors, that it's like, this is about me in some way, you know, or something. And that, that just kills me because I'm like, what? how is this about you? It's not. It's just somebody going for a run. And where are you supposed to do that? You know what I mean? It's like, eh. So, so, you know, like, I'm going to a park. So I'm running to a park to run around the park. Am I supposed to drive to the park and then run around the park? You know what I mean? And then, like, uh, so I think it just pushed a button for me. Because I was like, yeah, I feel like coffee shop writing being about other people is about, like, when someone says that going, someone outdoors running is about them, too. I'm like, no. There are just some things that are not about you <laughs> and are just in no way about you. And I do have to admit, like on both, both fronts, there are some people for whom, yes, they are obnoxious and they conduct themselves in a way that it is kind of about you. Like, I'll admit that I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a big enough person to admit that that's true, but I think that's like. Very much the exception to the rule, not the rule. So I don't know. And like, um, I kind of thought pandemic might kill writing in coffee shops forever, right? Because I was like, okay, well, if I'd been in, thank God I wasn't in that fucking apartment with the couple with the accident baby um, living above me during the pandemic. Like, it's a good thing this happened when it did, as opposed to, like, 10 years earlier. But, um, I, you know, if, if that had happened 10 years earlier for me, I would have had to find some other way. Do you know what I mean? I would have had to be like, well, okay, coffee shop is out, doing this at home is out. What, are, what does that leave me? Do you know what I mean? And you'd have to just find another thing. So I kind of thought, maybe over the course of the year or two years, people would find another way. Um, and just maybe that would go away. And it was like, maybe coffee shop thing culture will go away, you know, because I know like at points in the pandemic, people were talking about like bar culture going away of like, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people who would just go to the bar. And, like, meet up with people. And I, I gather this was a very big thing in the UK, like pub culture. And you just go down to the pub and meet up with your mates, as, as they would say. Your, your best mates, your pip-pip Cheerios. And, uh, you know, there was some talk about, like, what if this goes away? Like, what if this can't be a thing anymore? And, or, you know, what if the pubs are all closed by the time it's possible for, for that to come back? All that shit. But, you know, it didn't, seems like it didn't happen for the most part. It seems like things were survived. A lot of things survived. But, um, 
And yeah, I don't know. I guess like getting back to, I, I know some people would do that now, like would just go meet up at a coffee shop or go right at a coffee shop. And like, I think that continues to just be, you know, not about whatever. I think another aspect of this is like the idea of being alone together. So like, uh, when you're lonely, like when you don't have a lot of people in your life and so on, um, it is nice to like go out and just sort of be around some other people, not necessarily interacting and engaging with them, but just like there are other people around. Cause when you're lonely, it's like, and you live by yourself and you kind of go home Friday night and you're like, I might not talk to another human being until Monday. Um, and that's like a weird feeling and it makes you feel like you're getting weirder as the weekend progresses. It's not a good feeling. Um, and so like, I think, I think that was part of it for me too, was like, it's nice to just be around other people like existing and stuff. That's how I felt then. Now I'm just like, I don't need other people in my life. Like, fuck them. Um, I don't, I don't have that same drive that I once had, but that's okay. Right? It's okay to change. If I can change, you can change. We can all change. <laughs> but I, I do think it was a good thing for me, at least, to be able to be around other people. And, uh, you know, but not, I didn't want to, like, meet up with somebody. Or, like, I didn't want to chat with other people. I just wanted to be sort of... I just kind of wanted it to be like, okay, other people are, like, non-fictional and exist in, like... I can talk to them and see them. I can, you know, another person exists in the world. I'm not totally alone kind of feeling. Um, and that was nice for me. And so, I, you know, this is the thing, though, I think. And what I think is sort of horrible about it, because, like, I don't I wouldn't necessarily come at somebody like the person on Twitter and be like, oh, you're so privileged, you don't know, and like, oh, you, you know, don't know what it's like to be lonely, and blah, blah, blah. For me, it's more like, you know, I think that, um, I understand that person's perspective, and like, I understand where they're coming from, I just think they're incorrect. And I think they're kind of going off this idea that's been kicked around for a long time of like the attention-seeking coffee shop writer, and I just don't think that's a real thing. Because, like, who's going to leave their house to write in a coffee shop for the sake of getting attention? Like, there are much easier ways to get attention. I mean, Jesus Christ, you could just get on Twitter and tweet something dumb about how writing in a coffee shop is attention-seeking. Boom! 